psychology and maybe crack a few yucks? Someone get a pen so we can just click it into the <laughs> mic all night. <laughs> what words no, did you say? Frustrating. Not any important ones. <laughs> all right, well, welcome to KinkCast. Uh, we are four people. We're all going to introduce ourselves. But I thought it'd be fun if we all introduced ourselves today by saying how tired we are. I'm Tommy, and I think I'd give myself a four out of five on the sleepy scale. I ate a lot of bread and didn't sleep very much, and I could go for a nap. I'm Sarah, mm, 50. Out of five. <laughs> Sarah has been busy doing homework and praying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's kept her busy from lots sleeping. Lots of good, yeah, lots of good Christian times have been had. Yeah, we should close the door, Throughout although the it does sound lovely outside. It's also lovely outside, but we can't have that noise. I'm Chris, and I don't know because I'm always tired now. That's true. That's so. just who I am. <clears throat> you're just the sleepiest boy. You're bringing yep. pizzas, you're editing movies. You're Mostly movies. Trying to get auditions so you can appear in more films. Trying to get auditions? I'm not <laughs> even auditioning, I'm just trying to get them. Yeah, you're, you're sending out your headshot <laughs> trying to get gigs. I'm auditioning for auditions. Yes. It's been unsuccessful so far. You've been a, you've been a stand-in so far for a commercial for macaroni. I don't know, man. Yeah, at least I was a stand-in. Yeah. He's an actor. I got paid. You're understudy. Dana! I, you know, I have to say, I'm actually feeling kind of nice and rested right That's now. That's not what I expected oh. you to respond No, with. because I um, ended up having to cancel my classes yesterday because I was not feeling well. And so I slept all day. Nice. Oh, do you get you, do you feel nice. really nice when you cancel class like those no. kids like you gave them a gift? I feel really shitty because that was a day that I could have taught them a little bit more about what they need to know about writing. But instead they got to have like panic attacks in the shower and watch 3 hours of like a Netflix show they don't even like. Sometimes yeah, that's, that's true. what you need. That's the American yeah, dream. See, yeah. I had the day off yesterday and I watched uh, three different horror movies, so I had a productive day. Uh don't want to get too far off subject, but it is October, so I am going to ask what he yeah. watched. What did you watch? <sighs> well, I'm watching one horror movie every day for October. That's excessive. Insane. That's excessive. <laughs> so I had to make up for it because I missed a few days. You work full time and you have very... Like, <laughs> I work like 60 hours a week. You have hobbies. Yeah. Uh, so I watched... Yesterday, I watched Circle, which was horrible. Someone recommended it to me and it was Maybe just terrible. Maybe the horror movies are horrible because you're watching them every day. No, it's just bad. It's just terrible acting. And that's the, all the movies about is like 50 people get yeah, captured. I know what the circle's yeah. about. But the whole movie, it's just her- horrible acting. So mm-hmm. when a movie relies on the acting and the writing, and that's all that there is, that's a bad movie. Be good. Uh, Blair Witch 2016, I thought this was the original, put it on, and then was too tired to change it. Um, Did you regret that decision? Uh, there is one terrifying scene I'm extremely Spoiler. claustrophobic oh they're, and they're she, in a cave she is crawling through a cave that's as big as her shoulders oh. and she gets stuck and all i could think of was oh if the movie just ended right here and just implied that she starved to death in the cave that would be my worst nightmare i would if i was watching the movie and i saw that creepy scene in the cave i would go wow the descent was a really good movie but the descent was a good movie <laughs> and then i watched xx which is a a the horror band? movie vignette about uh or vignettes about uh well it's 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 all from the perspective of uh females so that's uh, directed by saint vincent isn't it it's directed by four different people oh okay but uh it's a uh, partially saint vincent yeah it's a uh, four different horror trope 
movies, uh, all from the perspective of female characters, except for the third one in which the female character who was the main character turns into the villain. I spoiler regret asking you to explain I also watched Gerald's game, which is great. I thought it was called Geralt's game. <laughs> No, the, yeah, uh, Geralt's game. I watched The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher's not coming out for a while, though. No. Uh, Gerald's game was great. Uh, ext- one of the most graphic scenes I've ever seen in film history. And it's not like graphic like Saw. It is graphic like, oh my god, this is happening in real life, and this is terrifying. But uh, everyone who's Saw a fan did of happen film, in real life. I mean, in, in the reality of the Saw universe, it happened in real life. So when it's happening, it's it's happening in real life. It's not like they were... There's no there's a way movie about a movie. Today's topic is because this is a show about fetishes, not about movies. Speaking of graphic, <laughs> speaking of seeing things, speaking of seeing things hey, you didn't mean to see. Gerald's game was about a BDSM. No more, gone no wrong. More. No more. We're Kinkcast. We're Kinkcast. We're a podcast. It's about the psychology. Not even really. It's four people who don't really have the qualifications to be talking about sex at an academic level. Talk about sex at the academic level. There you go. At least we're finally being honest. There we go. Excuse me. Writing my dissertation on sex. Sorry. Three people who don't have the qualifications to be uh, (laughs) discussing this and one person who's probably embarrassed to be associated with us. No, I have so much fun on this show. I'm not embarrassed to be with you guys. (laughs) This is is academic sex, but it's unacademic. Yeah, I like like that. Uh, anyways, uh, if this is your first episode, which I'm, I'm sorry we made you sit through Chris's one movie a day. I thought this was going to be a sex podcast. <laughs> it totally is. How did it turn into I watched the movies. Poseidon Adventure last night, and I just have to say, I don't believe that you could live on a boat after it got turned upside down. I wouldn't that have watched that. That was unrealistic. I wouldn't have watched that because that is a thriller, not I a horror movie. I am afraid of the ocean, so when it happened in real life... Because in the movie, it happened in the real life to them. Oh I was terrified. I've also watched Hush, Lights Out, Damn It Follows, Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> and I'm only going to say one thing. It Follows is really fucking good, and that's it. It is. It reminded me of Virgin Suicides the whole time. Yeah, and it's a, probably a good feminist piece, too. But we're kink-cast, and if this is your first episode, the one thing you need to make sure you know is that we discuss kinks and fetishes, but we do not kink-shame. With that, every fetish has, is subjected to uh, safety... Sanity, consent, both age of consent and willingness. So as long as those three things are respected, uh, we're fine with anything. We're going to make some jokes, but we're not going to make fun of anybody because we don't believe in um, shame. And what a great segue into today's topic. Yeah, since we're talking about safe, sane, and consensual, this is a topic that violates one of those. In some senses. Sane? Consensual. Consensual, right? Yeah. Because um, exhibitionism, our topic for the day, um, has explicitly been defined by the DSM-4 as exposure to a stranger, which means that um, anybody who's doing, like, exhibitionism proper is violating um, that that consensual thing. when When I think of the term exhibitionism, there are two images that appear in my head. Image number one is, like, a cute couple in the woods... Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Ooh, let's like not wear clothes in the wood in the privacy of the woods, and we're kind of like being exposed. Like there's an air of exhibitionism because we could get caught. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like sexy and fun. But then the other one is like a man standing in a window and chingling his jongers mm-hmm. at like people passing by in in the par- in the parking lot of the motel. They the, the DSM uh, four uh, breaks it down a lot, actually. Yeah." Eight different types, four different categories, and three different subtypes. 
All right, Johnny Appleseed Research Man. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm not the only one who found these. Well, can we can we explain like the definition, like the line yeah. that you cross whenever you get into exhibition? Because there's like PDA. PDA is like public display of affection. Those it requires things requires two people. As well. Yeah. Well, and yes, and or more. Um, but this is usually considered acceptable. But there is a line of demarcation where private, intimate actions become public exhibitionist performances. So it's like. Okay, holding hands in public is okay. Kissing in public is probably okay under the right circumstances. But then at some point it becomes socially unacceptable, which is what... You start dry humping. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's called... Or the moaning. Yeah, or yeah, the, the grinding. The grinding happens. That's a thing, too. So, Chris, tell me what kind of things you found. Okay, so I'm going to go over the three subtypes first. Because each of the eight types has the subtype. So it makes sense to go over them. And then you just think, okay, well... There's the, just break them down in these three ways. Uh, people who find uh, sexual pleasure in exposing themselves to adults, oh, children, oh. or both. That's how they break it down. You know, it, it is funny hearing that mentioned because it's never really crossed my mind because it's not something I'm thinking about. But uh, there is a very specific fetish that is the people who like to expose themselves to kids. They're not doing anything to them, but... They really seem to mm-hmm. get their jollies by flashing. And the, knowing that a kid has seen their stuff. Well, the both category just seemed to me that it's just like, they don't care. It's as long as someone is seeing them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They get on Omegle, chat with strangers, yeah. and mm-hmm. they just take it out. And Ooh, but that's cy- cyber exhibitionism. We'll have to talk about that another time. Oof. All right. That's so, like a uh, whole bunch. We have so much we could talk about in that one. But yeah. Picks. Yep. Okay. So uh, these are going to be uh, hard to pronounce. Anarsirma. Anarsirma? Y-R-M-A. Uh, lifting of the skirt when not wearing underwear. Ooh. Okay, so that's a ladies one? Yep. Uh, okay. What if it's a kilt? A kilt. Dana? There's well, a kilt. What if I'm wearing a skirt, as I am prone to do on Fridays? I like it. It's casual in my construction site, and I like to... The classic Marilyn skirt, Monroe. But I do wear my silk panties. Yes, that, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, mostly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Kendallism, a person who exposes his partner in a sexually explicit way. Hmm. Uh, Wait, like like a Ken doll, like a Barbie doll Ken doll. Ken dollism. No, C A N D A U L I S M. Kendallism. Kendallism. So. Ken doll. So if you so Barbie stripping sh- off Ken. Yeah. Yes. So if you're at like a festival or something and you lift up your girlfriend's shirt to reveal some boobies, that's mm-hmm. that one. That's kind of a fucked up fetish. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, that's not if, really a thing. If you're both consenting. Well, I guess in my head it wasn't consensual. Right. It's the idea of like the image I got in my head is being at a festival and like a guy strips his girlfriend's top off to be like, "Look mm-hmm. at what I got." You're picturing someone, yeah, just running up behind her and yanking her shirt off no, and being someone. like, gotcha! Yeah. The person who she's supposed to trust most. It's right. very similar to what Ezekiel Elliott did this offseason. Fuck you, Ezekiel Elliott. Hey, he Is this a footballer? Yeah, for the Dallas Cowboys. Ripped a girl's top off. Oh, oops. Was it his partner? What a I don't know. Big old well, jerk. Well, then maybe it wasn't. He didn't get any trouble for it. Because I'm sure one of the ones you're about to get to is that there are people who like to expose <clears throat> strangers. No. No? Uh, this one is Marty Machil- Machila. Machlia. Machlia. Marty Machlia. Uh, Couples Machlia. who enjoy... Marty me, 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 me. Couples who enjoy watching... Uh, who enjoy others watching them engage in sex. There we go. 
I feel like yeah. that's a lot of couples. Uh, mooning. Uh, also, it is listed in the DSM-5 as mooning, uh, but uh, it's displaying your butt to elicit humor or disgust. What is, the, what is that called oh, again? Oh, I found it mooning. to express contempt. Mooning. I remember oh. the, the first time I, I ever saw... I bite my thumb at you. See, I... <laughs> <laughs> it's distracting. It, don't everyone. derail the show. I, but I remember the first time I ever saw human nudity on a, a female was um, getting mooned when I was in like eighth grade. Good times. But uh, yeah, uh, it is in the DSM four or five, whatever. Uh, but uh, it, it is with the ex- to elicit humor or disgust or express uh, contempt. I had to add that because I think it's hilarious. I don't think I. I Oh, wait, no, I definitely, in high school, I remember a kid mooning a teacher to express <laughs> contempt. And that was one of the funniest things I ever saw in my entire life. And then, uh, Even better if you added a nice little toot. <laughs> not a requirement, though. No. That, I, that's a cherry on top. I do have a friend, actually, who has an ex-boyfriend who, for a little while after they broke up, his, like, attention-grabbing plot was to just repeatedly show up at her house and drop his pants. Wow. Like an adult. Yeah, he would just come and show like her ass, like, or... in front of her family or whoever was around. Nice. There's something very primal about that, actually. <laughs> but that is to elicit a response. Yeah, That's totally. not to display no. contempt. It is to elicit a response. I feel like another primal one is, like, people that just like to take a big old poop on things. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think about the Lonely Island and, like, <laughs> oh, I how think they, of, like, uh, pooped on people's desks. And it's like... Uh, the dog. Trump, or Triumph the Insult comic. Yeah. For me to poop on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there is a streaking. It is uh, running through public naked. That's pretty. So Ooh, You could do that in The note. Sims too. I've got an add a note oh. for streaking. This is a variation that I listed. It's It was popular in the 1970s. Individuals or groups would run running, uh, running naked through public areas. And whenever people get that idea, they imagine a bunch of like sweet, cute little snow bunnies. But it was always giant hairy men strung out from like acid when the hippie movement ended a decade ago. Is this an event that you plan for, or is this a group of people get together no. and they have an idea? It could be both. I think it's a drunk idea. Mostly. I think. Well, that, I think it depends on if there's if there's meaning to it. Because yeah, well, I think there has been streaking that's meant to say something about society and yeah. major sporting events. There's always streakers. Nudity yeah. as a form of protest. Well, yeah, there is that especially because a lot of women in do, are doing are doing that in Russia to protest like. Um, uh, like everything about yeah, Russia, yeah, right. yeah. There's things like the pussy riot, and, yeah, and don't forget um, about uh, Lady Godiva. Oh yes, hers Such was more of a uh, trot, yeah, <laughs> equine assisted trot. Yeah, um, she, uh, there was also um, the Seattle naked bu- uh, bicycle ride that happens every year, which is really cool. There's also like nearly they call them nearly nude. Um, like bus and like subway rides that happen every year. Naked mile type stuff. Yeah. 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 Which attracts the perv community, the Mm -hmm. the world out. Oh yeah. So, uh, then we have flashing, which again is listed. I've seen gremlins. Okay. It's my favorite movie. (laughs) And it is quick removal of clothing to expose breasts or genitals. It's also a really easy Halloween costume. Who's guilty of that? Who hasn't done that? Flash somebody? Yeah. Uh, I have never flashed I've never anyone. Never flashed anyone. Oh, why would I show we someone have, my balls? I think, we I think have she, boobs, so I think it's different oh, okay. for us. I also I think they've say, done them to like a friend or something. Yeah, I don't think I've ever I've been flashed in New my Orleans. genitals, but oh, I definitely no. flashed. I flashed my boobs in my New Orleans. Boobs. See, I, I've never flashed anyone because uh, oh, there's something. Uh, again, I'm being very gender based and sexist today, but I'm, I'm going to keep it going. Uh, <laughs> there is a there's something that's kind of like quaint and sweet about a lady flashing, and there's something that's very um, 
terrifying and disgusting about a man flashing. Yeah. Oh, I have unless, notes on it. I have unless it's on a it. man flashing his boobs, and which that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like that's a little funny. Should I explain? Oh, that? Uh, well, we still, still got going. two more. Okay. So we have Keep it going. this one sounds like poop. Telephone scatology. Scatology? Scatology. Oh, is that calling people up and saying dirty things? Lewd sexual calls Ooh. to strangers. That's like the guy that we talked about on the foot fetish one where he used to call up realtors and was like, tell me about your feet. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we've got he three bunions. And then <laughs> the weirdest one. Some corn. Or the weirdest name. <laughs> reflecto porn. Taking nude pictures of yourself in reflections as if it was an accident and then posting them on public forums. This one believed to be started by a man in Australia selling a tea kettle, which is a reflective surface. And in the the reflection, you can clearly see all of him. So like I'm selling... Yeah, it's a very popular one online. I'm selling a TV on Craigslist, I'm taking a picture of the TV, and oops, my naked body is just in their screen. (laughs) And I just happen to have an erection the size of a steroid-infused banana hanging out. Like a goddamn... (laughs) upload. (laughs) That should sell real quick. (laughs) Oh my god. Is that a pink elephant in the room? So, uh, yeah, as I said, there are the three subtypes that we went over. Uh... And then uh, there's also four classifications. I think more of these is like levels of the fetish. Grace, I'm going to start calling you lists. Uh, number one, fantasizing. These are people who do not engage in it. They just fantasize about it. That's, That's pretty simple. Pure exhibitionists, which is no touching, only showing. All they do is flash. They don't touch. Uh, criminal exhibitionists, which I uh, feel like you know, flashing is already criminal. But uh, <coughs> criminal exhibitionists. Towards ex- children. This mm-hmm. one is... People who have to engage in some kind of touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they touch themselves? Uh, no. Pure exhibitionists can't, can't touch themselves. Criminal exhibitionists, molestation is required. They have to touch someone else. But doesn't it not, isn't it no longer ex- exhibitionism? Yeah, then it, then it becomes, becomes something, something else. else? Well, it, this is how it's listed on the DSM. I mean, but, and, and to argue with the DSM, which, to, if I'm being honest... Because I, I'm not educated. It needs in any to be way. updated. Most of what I say is probably an abomination of the DSM, so I'm going to keep I know, that I'm, tradition. I'm just going. saying this is these are how it's. Chris, I want to fight you. Um, <clears throat> can I get to number four? Let him say what really he was going to say, Tommy. I think he was going to say something. Were you going to say something? Yes. Say something. To me, exhibitionism is purely visual, and the idea of it leading to something else means it's no longer exhibitionism. Yeah. But some of them masturbate themselves as they're somebody's like some strangers looking at them. But the exhibitionism of it is them yeah. being watched while yes. they're masturbating. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, exactly. I agree. And then there is exclusive exhibitionists, which are people who cannot gain sexual gratification without exhibitionism. Whoa. Even with another partner. Would that not also overlap with some of the other stuff? Yeah, it would. Though? Mm-hmm. Well, there could yeah. be someone who always touches, but and also that applies. To them yeah. or someone who, yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about the sexual divide between all of this. Like the, I want to say the gender divide, even though I don't believe that gender is a spectrum, but a lot of this is explained in terms of male and female. You I'm sorry. No, I sorry. Yes, I do believe gender is a spectrum. I don't believe this should be outlined by gender. Well, I mean, but um, I thought I would explain this. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about this. A man who exposes his genitals is typically described as disgusting, while a woman who exposes is typically described as entertainment. Um, a woman who chooses to expose can often earn a lot of money by exposing herself. Um, uh, I'm a sexist pig, Dana. I get it. Well, the first one's very similar to, like, uh, like, uh, 
if a guy makes out with another guy, it's like, oh, he's repressed. Like, mm-hmm. he's repressing his, like, homosexual feelings. If two girls make out, it's just like, oh, it's just, like, a mm-hmm. little girl kind of fun that's just... Right. Yeah, I think that, and with the exhibitionism, too, I think it just comes back to how seriously people take women. Oh, it's right. harmless. She's just showing her tits. Everyone likes boobs. Yeah. Um, but listen to this. Um, exhibitionism is one of the three most common sexual offenses in police records. Almost all reported cases are male, but this is also affected by a gender bias because some women exhibitionists undress, uh, prefer to undress in front of windows, and that way they're seen. Um, also, low-cut gowns and dresses are considered socially sanctioned exhibitionism, which I think is really true, because think about it. Some of the dresses that people are wearing these days are nothing but like sparkles and some glitter. Right. And like specifically placed. So really, if you think about it, it's just socially sanctioned exhibitionism. Maybe not. I don't know, because if we saw a guy wearing the same thing, we'd be like, oh, my gosh. He's exposing himself. There are definitely a lot of clothes for women that exist as a way to just showcase yeah, your body. I'm actually going through the, the thought of, uh, I guess you'd call it the uh, the bit, the comedy bit and skit of uh, if men showed up at like events in some formal women's clothing, they'd probably get the, the police called on them. Trey Parker and Matt Stone. But they did not get the police called on. I don't know. If you do it in women's clothing, I think they'll like act like, oh, isn't that funny? What a gag. Right. If they do it and it's like their balls are hanging out, then it's like, okay, well, can you call the cops? Because then it's not about scandalous dress anymore. Then it's about the fact that you're cross-dressing. Do you know I had to sign a contract that said that I would not dress as a female? And for what? I was verifying that I can't go into too much detail. Oh. But it was for a job. Is this a contract you're still under previous I cannot discuss that um but it was for employment i had to sign a document saying there were no photographs of me in drag and that i would never wear drag this must be a closely held christian company is yeah. it for the cops i am Tommy not can't i cannot question. disclose these questions it was questions. for the cops mm-hmm. i can disclose it i i didn't you, sign a contract i cannot confirm or when he worked for that like children's entertainment let's stop talking about my work history (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to bring up the funny fact that out there there's a document saying i'm not allowed to wear women's clothes i'm not allowed to wear women's clothes how how did they define women's clothes it was not wearing a shirt it was it's a nice blouse it was written in very uh basic language no it's it's one of those things that's written so that whatever excuse they can find to fire you Mm -hmm. they if they want to fire you they can do it I'm touching my nose. The audience at home can't see it, but I'm 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 indicating to Chris that he's correct. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. They, they if you were like their best employee, they wouldn't care if you dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow, and they're like, oh, he's wearing a blouse, but <laughs> a ruffled shirt. Yeah, but if you uh, a poofy shirt, poofy, or if you did you did that, and you're they're looking for a reason to fire you, they're like, oh, see, that's women's clothing, even though it's like, no, it's a pirate's clothing. But what we're talking about is talking about somebody showing off with no clothing at all, right? But I I did just want to say I found that it was a... Scandalous women's clothing. Yeah. That uh, statistically, 2.1% of all women exhibit this kind of fetish. Exhibit exhibitionism? 4.1% of men do. Oh. All men and all women have some interest in this fetish. Mm-hmm. We've all been hanging around with a bunch of guys in, like, a, well, again, gender's a spectrum, but whatever, fuck me. Um, hanging out with a group of dudes, and there's more dudes than there are chicks, and then the dudes start getting rowdy, and they start taking things off. I hate it when that happens. Strip poker? <laughs> what kind of what parties kind of do you parties go to, Tommy? You <laughs> no, it's true. You've been at some of those parties. Thank you. 
down the down the way and you, people start doing push-ups and they're like um it's shirt off a clock especially oh, yeah, that's true. this is like the, the pool staple is that like mr i want to be the alpha male is the first one to strip down to get in the pool but taking a male's shirt off is explicitly not exhibitionism according hey, to the dsm hey, well the dsm can go suck on a dick suck master <laughs> That's what DSM stands for. Go suck on a ovipositor. No, but uh, I guess well, it like... Stand, it has to be DSM. The um, ABC parties, I guess, could be considered that. Like, anything but clothing. Yeah. Those kind of parties, yeah. I I, I think there's an air of exhibitionism. When, yeah, that's socially um, sanctioned ex- exhibitionism. That's a, that's a show of masculinity. You bare your teeth, you groan, groan or grunt loudly. Ken, what kind of parties are you going to? <laughs> I was thinking about the part in Dr. Doolittle when he was trying to teach him how to go on a date. No, is that a different, that's a different movie. There's a talking monkey in that movie. There's also Anyways. a talking horse and a talking dog and a talking bird, probably. And that bird, no wait, sorry, that dog is played by that uh, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. It is played by Norm MacDonald. <laughs> okay, did you find up anything about, like, causes for exhibitionism? Because I found a lot of causes. I found... Theories. I found that there are a lot of theories for what causes it. Mm-hmm. I do just want to go over why people were asked in a survey, exhibitionists were asked in a survey, survey of what were they looking for. The, like, what kind of reactions were they looking for? This is Swedish. But I, I, can, I make a, can I make a guess first? Because I had a prediction, and I didn't do any research. So I want to see if I was sure. right. My prediction was that when you're growing up as a kid and you have parents that are like oh, super... Oh, you're, you're going for the cause. I'm talking about the reaction. Yeah, and so it was going to go into what the reaction okay. was. Is that when you're a kid and you have parents who are super like, you need to be dressed at all times. And so what do kids do? They do anything. They can get a reaction out of their parents. And so their brain develops to confuse, or not even necessarily confuse, to relate the idea of nudity with getting attention, mm-hmm. whether it be negative or positive. And so it's the idea of grabbing people by the shoulders and making people look at you. So the reaction you're expecting from people is what's been trained into your brain. You are looking for attention, good or bad, not caring which. So of 185 exhibitionists surveyed in the Swedish survey, so I'm assuming they're mostly Swedish, 31% or 35.1% said that they were looking for sex. That uh, the reaction that they hope for most is that the other person would be like, all right, well, let's get it let's on. Let's go. 20% said no reaction. They didn't care about a reaction one way or the other. 15% said show privates as well. Not sex, just a They'll return. Flash you back. Yeah, just uh, return the favor. I'll show you yours if you yeah. show me mine. 14% said that they were hoping for a reaction of admiration. <laughs> I assume that's mostly guys. Worship that penis. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming so that's mostly cool. guys that just like what whip out their tongue. I'm so picturing, big. picturing like a, a guy at um, uh, Mardi Gras. And he just like gets flash. Goes, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Those look really good. <laughs> Pat you on the back. Nice job. So uh, you keep that nice and clean. Keep it up. <laughs> um, go ahead. Twelve uh, percent uh, said any reaction as long as there is a reaction. I was right. That's only 12. Uh, 4% said disgust, and 0.5%, which if you remember the numbers I gave you were 185, so literally one person, said a reaction of fear. (laughs) They wanted them afraid. Which I'm assuming is also a guy who wants to whip out his giant dick, and then people be like, oh my god, it's terrifying. (laughs) 
it's a the train of what? That's I, a, I don't so know. So I, I don't guess who this is because then you'll have to bleep it. But a certain someone who we know, I have heard stories about how this person liked to get into fist fights, and their favorite part of a fist fight was whipping their dick out. Arlen. <laughs> I want to know who this is immediately. Uh, that cannot be discussed on the show. All the all the classified information today. You tell, tell me off air. I will absolutely put some money in our tip but jar, and we'll tell you who it is. I can actually understand that because, and I, I don't mean this in like the homophobic way, but like if a dude was about to fight me and he took his dick out, like Lyndon B. Johnson would. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Lyndon, was, about Lyndon was about to come up. Yeah, I, I'd be more terrified to fight a man with his dick out. Mm-hmm. See? Not in a, like I'm afraid to touch a dick way, but because he's become more of an animal. You're commanding, yeah, well, yeah, power when you've just and how hypocritical is that? <laughs> I think that's funny because like the very first one you mentioned, um, what was it again? 35.1% want sex. Okay, so this reminds me of... Um, I'm going to bring in pop culture now. Um, just uh, jumping a little bit ahead, maybe. But um, I think about How I Met Your Mother. Mm, Whenever he does man. The Naked Man. Who, oh, what is, what, what's the character's name? I forget. Robin. No, the That's guy. who he's doing it to. Oh, is it uh, the guy that's... Um, is it the, uh, the uh, news anchor? No, the mm. like the main blonde guy. Well, he guy. does, doesn't he? Yeah, they Ted. Both, they both do. Ted. Ted no? doesn't. No, not Ted. Barney. Ted doesn't. Barney. Barney doesn't either, I don't think. Two I people think do it to Robert. Anchor. It's the blonde the guy. He's like, I'm going to try that out. And so he goes and he just like is showing up naked and he's like, it works one third of the time. Oh, like no, that. I think he does try out, but it fails. Barney It, it works Barney. when the news anchor does it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that news anchor is actually... Uh, uh, Lily's husband in real life. Whatever, whatever it is. I just think it's funny that there's a thing, the naked man, like is you just go into somebody's room. Isn't the naked man kind of rapey? It is. It is rapey. And it's, okay, and it's literally exhibitionism because it's somebody who's unsuspecting that like Someone they're going to go into their bedroom. Yeah, that hasn't consented to seeing some, yeah. To as seeing as a proposition. But like, and they are not together at that point. Yeah, and, it, and they're expecting sex. It's partially proposition, but it's also partially like it's already halfway there. Like, yeah. The, yeah. the decision's been made for you. Yeah. You know also, what else get is out of my house, naked person. Example of exhibitionism is the uh, Deep, Deep Trouble music video that they made for The Simpsons <laughs> between the seasons two and three when America got Simpsons fever. And so they just produced two fully fledged music videos. And there's an entire verse about how Bart likes to uh, sit naked on the front lawn mm. with a cassette player over his jargons. Huh. <laughs> is well, that partial exhibitionism? I mean, that might be he's more like the self care. You know? Yeah, I feel like that's like the the prime area that's meant to be on display, right? I think that's so. kind of just meant for him being like a little rascal. Yeah, mm-hmm. but being a, being a naked rascal is is still very much exhibitionism. I think. So he has a... He's he, not doing it for sexual gratification. But the exhibitionism doesn't have to be for sexual gratification. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Exhibitionism is doing something sexual in public with the hopes that someone will see you, right? Mm-hmm. Do you still consider it exhibitionism if you enjoy participating in sexual acts in public for the risk, but you don't actually hope to be seen? Yeah, I think, that's, mm-hmm. I think that is part of it, is that, like, the risk... You're doing it because you're doing it for the risk. Like... There's, like, that little adrenaline that you get that, oh, I might get caught. Because someone who's flashing people, obviously the intention is that they see you. Yeah. But you would still, you would still put it in the same category. But people that do it, like, people that, like, flash themselves in, like, hotel windows and stuff, like, 
maybe they are like liking the idea of possibly being seen, but nobody can see you when you're 20 stories up. But what about people who have sex in airplane bathrooms or <laughs> in the in the middle in of the woods? Uh, I believe you mean senators have sex in airplane bathrooms. <laughs> uh, the Mile High Club. Um, I don't know. I think that's I think that's less to do with being seen and more to do with hey, I did a thing on an airplane way up high in the sky. So the way I would I would cl- clarify this is. Are, there's two types of streaking. At least I, this is what I remember learning back when we covered streaking in a class I took. This going to be another gender divide, Tommy? No. Uh, there's two kinds of streaking. You have the naked in a public place running through screaming, get everyone's attention. And mm-hmm. then there's the form of streaking that is, can you covertly get from point A to point B without clothes, without being seen? Right? Yeah. Those or are like, both streaking. Uh, can I wear a see-through top out in public and not have anyone say anything? So but that's like category three. I mean, like, there's the two kinds of streaking. There's mm-hmm. the, can I get from point A to point B without ever getting caught? And the, the, the secret fun of it is, mm-hmm. is that... And no one, I hope I don't get caught. No one sees me naked. Uh Uh-oh. And then there's the being loud Will Ferrell from old school running through trying to get as much attention on the naked body as possible. Are they both exhibitionists? No. 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 I think the one where you're not like trying to be seen is obviously not exhibitionism. Exhibitionism is the one where you're running around. That one is referred to as Metal Gear Solid (laughs) 2. That's a good callback. Uh, You're just riding, raiding, whatever his name is. Yeah, and just doing uh, cartwheels with your holding your junk. So let's. <laughs> I'm, watching, we... I'm watching the sound waves after Chris stopped talking. <laughs> it was a total flat line. <laughs> I've so... never seen such pristine quiet. <laughs> oh, you have, to, you have to leave a pause for laughter. Um, <laughs> so you can edit it in later. So oh, we should yeah. we should talk about like some of the mental aspects of this as well because like some of this is like all in good fun like ha 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 like we're being naughty in public or somebody's gonna see us whatever there's that but then there's also like the mental disorder that we're kind of talking about here so i feel like there's like two other like we there's always like this you know the differentiation between like the good fun part and like this is a serious problem i can't get off unless i unless i do this so i think it's, it's almost a reflection of like a social iq I mean, your social intelligence reflects how much exhibitionism is acceptable. Or at least your social awareness. Your social awareness is maybe is a better word for it. But this is a direct reflection of how well can you read a room. Like, how well can you read a room? Because, like, there are certain areas, certain groups of people, certain situations where you would be in the wrong to call the cops on someone for flashing their breasts. Like, like a nudist beach. Well, a nudist beach for one, but, like, I'm picturing, like... Like the show, like a like a, a punk rock show, and someone flashes right, like that's right. that's acceptable. Anyone who like gets you in trouble with that is going to be like a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's your ability to read a situation. Right. And I feel like the only real it's I don't want, it's a very real crime. But but I feel like not being able to understand that something you've done is unacceptable mm-hmm. is a direct link to uh, social. Social IQ. Mm-hmm. Social IQ. Okay. All right. Social literacy. Thank you for helping me land that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I just, I thought that this was kind of important to note too. Um, a lot of exhibitionism in terms of being like defined as a mental disorder is a 
marked by obsession or with unusual sexual practices or with sexual activity involving non-consenting or inappropriate partners like children or animals. Um, in some cases, these exhibitionists masturbate while exposing themselves. Some are aware of a conscious desire to shock or upset their target. And there's actually a lot of different causes for this. But before I get into that, I was going to mention that um, most exhibitionists commit a large number of sexually deviant acts during their lives and show a continued propensity to reoffend. So in a study of 561 adult subjects, exhibitionists reported a lifetime average of more than 500 reported incidents. So now, real quick, not to derail you. Animals. Yeah. You mentioned animals. Uh-huh. You can't so flash an animal. If I were to flash a giraffe. It just. Because I'm just, very against bestiality. Yeah. I've mentioned that numerous times. I'm very against bestiality. But you yeah. can't flash your dog. But you can't flash an animal. But don't an you, animal doesn't see your body as sexual. Yes. Right. It just says that it also involves inappropriate partners. Like, I think there could be an exhibitionist that wants to go and flash the zoo. Like, Or maybe there's the an exhibitionist who wants you to see him flashing like, a dog. I think yeah. at that point they should just get a cat. Actually, Sarah brings in a good point about how that would come to involve animals. Yeah. Is, is, I think it would count as exhibitionism if you were around a person who's trying to make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and they did something sexually explicit to an animal or object to elicit a response mm-hmm. from you. Right. Because oh. it hasn't been mentioned yet, but I, I would still call it exhibitionism if a person, um, like, on the bus was, like, making kissy faces at you. Yeah. So or like, like Marty McKelia, except with an animal. Yes. So maybe not that you're exposing yourself to inappropriate partners, but maybe that you're being caught with inappropriate partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... One of the other, here's a cool term, uh, paodictophilia, uh, love of showing the penis, is a psychoanalytic model thought to be connected with early childhood relationships with mothers. Um, and this goes into the causes that I found. Um, there are several actually listed. I usually find it really hard to find like uh, causes for certain fetishes, but there's actually a lot of research done on this. And all these are just theories. But uh, the first is uh, biological. A lot of these overtly sexual males are treated to lower their testosterone. So their testosterone are so are so high that they're constantly like amped up sexually, yep. and so this is one of the uh, presumed causes of this. Um, also, learning theories. Um, there's emotional abuse in childhood and family dysfunction. Um, there's psychoanalytical theories as to the cause. Um, exhibitionists are thought to uh, regard their mothers as rejecting them on the basis of their different genitals. Therefore, they grow up with the desire to force women to accept them by making women look at their genitals. So that was just some of the some of the like physio. I mean, I guess the physiological difference causing this this desire to be like acceptable um, in terms of different parts. There's also been cases noted of head trauma. Uh, people that have like serious like, like serial killers. Yeah, I was yeah. About to say that. Uh, there's a lot of them that have like some kind of head trauma, and then they become exhibitionists. And then there's also. Um, a child his- childhood history of ADHD, which is something you mentioned as well. Um, patients uh, in a Harvard study discovered that patients with multiple pa- uh, paraphilias have a greater likelihood of having had ADHD as children than adults than adults with only one paraphilia. So if you have ADHD, you probably are, um, according to the study, more prone to having this in addition to other paraphilias. Um, so uh, in conclusion, basically psychiatrists disagree whether exhibitionism should be considered a disorder of impulse control or whether it falls within the spectrum of obsessive compulsive disorders. Well, I'm sure it could go either way. It's a case by case basis. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. I think it's, it's really kind of, yeah. Um, 
I thought that was kind of interesting because usually like the fetishes that we've researched for this show, it's hard to find a researched cause or, um, you know, any kind of theory as to why this happens. And yet this one has so many. <laughs> so. I think that's because it is more of a, it's yeah. more negative connotations mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot more people seeking to cure this yeah. than some other. Well, sure. And I feel like some, some like really crazy fetishes that are like probably not socially acceptable at all. Like there are, they're working on like healthy ways to have outlets mm-hmm. for some of those, like whether you're working with a therapist to like do exposure therapy or something like that. But for this one, this is such a weird thing because you have to, it literally is involving you interacting with strangers. Right. So how do you actually have like, find a safe outlet to manage this kind of uh, a problem? Virtuality. Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, okay. Have, all right. All right. Well, it's cyber been, it's, exhibitionism. It's yes. been discussed well, on the FDI as it exists now. Is that if you have an unhealthy fetish, just mm-hmm. find ways to simulate it. Which right. sometimes that might suck mm-hmm. because it's not the real deal. But especially if you have something that's like a four on the FDI or a five, mm-hmm. you have to simulate it. That's, right. that's the only way. Yeah, I found a uh, post on uh, Reddit about like someone wanting to try this out with their girlfriend, and they were uh, all the top posts were about. Almost every city has a club where you can just, like, pay membership fees, and you just go, and, like, upstairs will be like, hey, sex everywhere. Downstairs is like, hey, only certain people are allowed to be nude. Uh, Females are allowed to be nude downstairs in the post I read. Uh, And then uh, everyone in the club is like, if, like, anyone's allowed to engage in sex with each other, consensually, uh, you can watch, or, like, you can ask, like... Hey, do you mind if I just like touch and like that kind of thing? Uh, so, like a bathhouse. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, I, I, it's, to yeah. an extent. It's a bathhouse that bath like with, with touching with rules. Yeah. I would say yeah, the bathhouse always kind of been informal. And, but yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Like everyone's been vetted, just not by each other. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. So they're still, so you they're are still, still strangers. strangers to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And even. You can still contact people on, like, Craigslist and, like, be like, hey, I want to watch you bang your girlfriend mm-hmm. or, hey, I want someone to watch as I bang my girlfriend or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, girlfriend bang- bangs me. He's a watcher. <laughs> swingers, swingers, swingers. Um, that's a lot of different. That's that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's what my I found in terms of research. What did y'all find in terms of pop culture? References. I went through my Simpsons reference. Yeah. Um, I think the naked roommate is a concept mm. that's appeared in several sitcoms. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, a great Books. great example is Seinfeld, uh, when there's the, the neighbor who undresses by the window. And because of it, because this was a sitcom written before the internet, doesn't like Kramer lose his job or something because he just spends all day looking at this woman's window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that character in Friends as well. I don't remember what they yeah, call him. Friends. I think it's just the naked guy. The naked, yeah, the naked fat. There's also, uh, is it Phoebe's boyfriend whose balls are always hanging out of his biker shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all encountered an exhibitionist at some point in our life. Uh, the Great Red Dragon from Red Dragon. That was this person you encountered in real life? <laughs> <laughs> the movie Red Dragon. I was making a joke. Oh. He's not an actual exhibitionist. He thinks he's a dragon. He has a giant dragon tattoo on his back. Uh, why would he? Why would he be an exhibitionist? 
Because he gets naked when he's about oh, to kill okay. someone, like yeah, the monarch, like the monarch did in the, when he had the, <clears throat> uh, the tattoo in the Venture Brothers, yeah. which I got a name drop at least once. And if I haven't said already, there is the Flasher Gremlin, who, fun fact, is the only Gremlin to appear in both Gremlins One and Gremlins Two. <laughs> what? <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. Gizmo. Gizmo is a fucking Mogwai. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> Get Mog- your shit. Mogwai is just a child gremlin. I'm not getting into this argument with you now. Oh, this is Kinkcast. Oh, I am having a good time talking about sex and kinks with my friends. I'm not getting into gremlin terminology with That'll you. That'll get too serious. Okay, should we talk about some products? Yes, yes. Dana's Product Corner. Okay. How much does it cost to get into a nude beach? <laughs> I have no idea, but there are lots of those available. There's also, I found today, um, a Halloween outfit that's a flasher. That, like, literally is like a trench coat, and you open it up, and it has, like, a fake junk in it. Yeah, that's been around. Um, Also, there's this stupid thing that I remembered today. One of my friends had it. I guess this is made as a joke, but it's, like, an apron that has a towel hanging on it. And, like, if you come over to somebody's house, and they're cooking, and they, like, lift up this thing, it's got, like, a big old penis that hangs out. (laughs) Anyways, it's not exactly exhibitionism. They sell sell some of those where it's, it's like, a rotten old coochie that hangs off. Oh, God. Was that the wrong word? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rotten old puss. old puss. Did you ever hear uh, what's that? What's that old broad's name who died recently? Did all the fashion stuff. Jesus Joan Christ. Rivers. Joan Rivers had a <laughs> that old bag of bones. <laughs> that old bag of bones. She had a joke about how she was uh, watching TV in the living room and getting fucked in the bedroom. <laughs> Because <laughs> so every time she walks outside, she gets a breeze. <laughs> She's gonna sail away. Oh my gosh! Uh, I didn't know she was that dirty. Oh no, she Joan Rivers was very She's dirty. Filthy. Yeah, for, she was on uh, uh, Louis. Yeah, wow. so for, for my joke was not meaning to be disrespectful. It was a joke she would have appreciated because that was her sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you. Forget all about the, like, fashion shit that she did. Like, she was a really funny comedian. Yeah. That's interesting. To Joan Rivers. <laughs> that old broad. <laughs> wow. Old bag of bones. Okay, um, there's also lots of books out there, one of which I actually read a small portion of. You know it's a um, lame kink when Dana's product corner has books well, in it. Well, what's hey, your product? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Products. Did Trench you find coat. any actual hey, hey, I was getting toys there. for this? Hold on. Because okay, I... I'm kidding. Oh, I'm so sorry. The book is called Hide and Seek, Erotic Tales of Voyeurs and Exhibitionists by Allison Tyler. Is that just which like looked pretty interesting. places where you can like put your penis? No. It's a story about exhibitionism. Dick in a box. <laughs> yeah. That's exhibitionism. Uh, yeah, there's that. That's um, good pop culture. There we go. Thank you, Lonely Island. A um, pizza box could be a product for this. There are <laughs> lovely destination travel uh, accommodations for people that are um, all about exhibitionism. Uh, like the Sh- Shukaijo House, hidden deep in the forests of Sapporo, Japan, has 100% see-through walls for forest trekking exhibitionists. Watch people shit. Also, Amazon has a lovely supply of rain or trench coats and also dark glasses. But Dana, like, uh, where can I buy a transparent toilet? Well, you can also take a visit to the house from the lake house, the time travel movie with uh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Because that house is built just out of glass and there's no bathroom built in the house intentionally because it's a completely transparent house. I thought of another woods. pop culture reference. No, they uh, bought it thinking they could, or they built it thinking they could sell it after the movie finished, and then realized there's no, po- there's no toilets in the whole house. <laughs> That's why you bring a bucket. 
just building that house. Um, yeah. yeah, the movie Diner. This guy, this this group of guys are taking ladies out on dates, and their theory is that you take a girl to a date, you buy a big tub of popcorn, and you put your dick in the popcorn. And so when she's digging through the popcorn for a good handful, she grabs a handful of dicks. Your buttery junk. Which I would call exhibitionism, I think. Oh, also, outdoor showers. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, like, lots of people with, like, beach houses have outdoor showers. Like Ellen Page does all the time. No, it's golden showers. No, Ellen Page does uh, <laughs> outdoor showers while, uh, virtually, well, What's-His-Face watches David Cage. Oh, she doesn't do that because she wants to. She does that because David Cage is a freak. Because David Cage is the, is the is the watcher. He's a peeping Tom. Yeah. It's the voyeurism. Voyeurism doesn't get really brought up today. Yeah, we got to do a whole other episode on that. Because that's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these go Watchers. hand in hand, though. It's like, David Cage is into voyeurism digitally. Of David Ellen Cage Page. is a freak. Yeah, David Cage is a weird little man. We we're, should do an entire episode on him. We're calling you out, David Cage. Hey, w- ladies, would you be opposed to doing an episode on David Cage? An I, entire episode on David Cage? I don't you know think who that's, David Cage is. I think we can do that in conjunction with voyeurism. How's you, that? Can we tie that into voyeurism? He's kind of the ultimate because he's trying to become a god over these worlds, and he's kind of like the god well, of yeah. these women. He's a shitty director and storyteller that wants to make movies, and he can't, because so he has to make video games. His boner's too big to make movies. Yeah. So Maybe gotta... you should talk about him on B-Movie Deathmatch. Oh, that's... see how it is. <laughs> I see how it is. Santa doesn't want any part in this. I what think does... that this is a fetish um, It's a show. video game, okay? Not a movie... Therefore, hey, off what is, the what table. is what is what 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 is B movie? What the hell is that? We should talk about that. What is B movie deathmatch, Chris? Oh, me, uh, always you. You know I'm terrible at this. Uh, B movie deathmatch is a uh, podcast on our network X Vivo Media where we. Uh, Keep going. Where we watch a trailer for a movie. Yes, you got it right. Yeah, I did it the the right order. First time it's been done right since the the show was incepted. Uh, Then we make predictions about the trailer, and then we watch the movie and uh, score the predictions. It's uh, it's a fun time. We make jokes. They're really hilarious, and they also have snacks and talk about all kinds of other things. And Dana's been on it. I've been on it. Yes, a few times. One time, snack it someday. One of these days, probably for Halloween. Are you gonna bring up bugs? Hmm? No, one time the snack of the week was just a bottle of liquor, and we all drank it. I remember Dana, that Dana one. Dana was on that episode. That Dana was... had a really good time on that episode. And we watched an episode about Elvis killing people with a drill guitar. It was yep. a great night. And I'm pretty the sure we went through more than one bottle of liquor. Yep. We did, because I had to sleep on the couch for a little while. Speaking of sleeping on the couch for a little while, there's another great podcast being run by XVivo. Yes. We should talk about FestaCast. FestaCast is a hub for all things EDM related in the DFW area. We talk about local musicians, um, festivals, and festival culture, um, all electronic dance music all the time. We have a lot of fun in our show. We talk about fashion. Uh, we talk about quirks and, and beef uh, that DJs have with one another, but we largely are trying to support uh, an inclusive community that's based on the uh, uh, morals of peace, love, unity, and respect. So if you're into um, EDM music and uh, are curious about um, the DFW area music scene and also like the Southwest, I guess, US, um, we're definitely something you want to check out. So check out our other other podcast, FestaCast. And speaking of checking things out, Sarah, this is where you'd plug a thing if you had something to plug. Um, everybody, I highly recommend that you check out Almond Milk. It's a great non-dairy alternative to regular milk. It tastes great. It's good in your cereal and in your coffee. 
Try it at a grocery store near you. But how many almonds do you have to squeeze? <laughs> how do you do that one? for you? <laughs> it's the little udders. They can they can be kind of hard to get a hold of, but it's worth it. I've got nipples. I guess we do have sponsors we could. Yeah, we do also need about. to talk about our sponsors. And we um, should do the FDI. But we're not yeah. sponsored by yeah, almonds. Let's yeah. do the FDI and then we'll do Well, sponsors. I also had another um, oh, product sorry. that I wanted to mention. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Not panties, not pants. I'm, I'm, if you're spending money on this, you're spending too much. You can make money on this one. You can make money on most pants. Yeah. Sell, sell your pants. Just get rid of them. Your pants are worth a whole lot more when you're wearing them. <laughs> New pants cost 60 New bucks. So the, guy inside. Isn't, that, isn't that what that phrase is about? I, he sold the shirt off his back. New pants, 60 bucks. Old pants, 40 bucks. Lost your Used shirt. Used pants still on a person, 100 bucks. Yeah. bucks. They're warm. I don't know if you would consider this sometimes a, they were a part in. of exhibitionism, but there are remote controlled, like uh, vibrating or shocking toys that you can use that are lots of fun. Where you just insert something into yourself, and a partner has either a remote or sometimes an app on their phone that will, uh, you know, remotely pleasure you. Uh, Ooh, I don't know if that's exhibitionism. Yeah, though. we talked about this about how you can be sitting at Christmas dinner and you're talking to grandma when all of a right. sudden ah. you, get, you, get, you get the shakes. Yeah, you get the but you're pussy not exposing shakes. Exposing anything? You're not no, like you're you're weird attraction to grandma. I thought yeah. you are yeah. displaying yeah. a part of your sexuality. I thought you were going to say remote control blinds, but you are exposed. <laughs> yeah. Curtains. Now you see me. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, as we bring this beautiful episode in for a landing. What would you give exhibitionism on the FDI, the Fetish Danger Index, on a scale of one to five? I'll go first because I kind of have mine ready to go. This gets a three, and I'm going to read the exact description of a three that I have. Engaging in this kink requires vigilance, responsibility, and communication. Forgoing proper procedures could result in severe physical harm or emotional abuse. This is like a textbook three to me. It requires communication and responsibility. This, this is if you're practicing it with somebody that you've agreed to but then, take part in? Because I, I can't it, agree with that. I want to give this a five because it doesn't respect consent. I want to give this a five because if you get caught, you are a sex offender. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I, I don't is because there are a lot of like uh, areas of exhibitionism that I don't think are as extreme as a five. Like I've right. said before, any fetish can be a five yeah. if yeah. consent yeah. is not involved. A this, woman standing at her 20, 20th story window without a top on, hoping maybe yeah. someone might catch her reflection. That can't be a five. a five. This fetish ranges from a one to a five. Depending, depending on, on your target. And that's yeah. why it honestly yeah. lands at a three for me is because like on one end of the spectrum, you have a five, which is a dude flashing like a school bus. Yeah. And you have like a one, which is a girl wearing a scantily clad, a girl or a boy mm-hmm. wearing a scanty little skirt. And it, it, this is a three. This is a three because it requires responsibility, being able to read the room and make sure that you're making an appropriate decision, mm-hmm. how you express yourself and how you display yourself. Yeah. Cause I, if someone gets naked at a at a uh, outdoor music festival and rolls around in the mud, I'm not going to be a Nazi and say they can't do that. Who am I? Who are we? <laughs> Jean Valjean. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta get my music score. Uh, I would give this two black sensor bars. That's all you need. One for, each. <laughs> <laughs> one for up top, one for down. Bottom. Do you censor the butt? No. 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 The butt's 
PG-13. As always. Because butts are butts. funny. Yeah, butts mooning great. is butts funny. Butts can be G. Rugrats had baby butts in it. They were animated butts. butts. Yeah. So you didn't see Dee Dee and Stu flashing their asses. <laughs> not, not in the episodes <laughs> you watch. <laughs> That's a sentence I now have in my head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to say this is all the way across the board because it can range from a one to, like... I don't know, flashing my boobs at, on Bourbon Street. Like, that, nobody cares. Yes. But That's even, almost expected. Even in its most harmless form, even yeah. even a woman on her 20th floor apartment in the window yeah. can, I mean, if someone decides to be enough of a dick, mm-hmm. she can, I mean, you can get yeah. in serious trouble. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it about like 30, 40 times, but mm-hmm. Phoebe Cates is working that bar <laughs> and she turns a corner and there's a little gremlin wearing a trench coat and he just flashes it open. Yeah. He doesn't um, have genitals, though. Oh. Well, I'm going to say it can, oh, yeah. it can range all the way from a 1 to a 5. I think that's a good way to put it because it really depends on what you're doing. And also, like, the trouble that that could cause. Like, honestly, if I was driving my car and some guy pulled open a trench coat in front of me while I was driving my car and I crashed, that could be really problematic. Also, what if I ran over him? His dick was that big you crashed into it? <laughs> So we're calling this a three. Are we happy calling this a three because it's 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 averaged out? Yeah, sure. It's too dependent on what's going on around. I it. think that's fair. All right. No, I didn't Be run over his dick. This. I ran over him. So <laughs> his person. My car is small. But I his imagine penis it was like a spike big. strip. <laughs> just All right, kids. <laughs> rolls is it like it a speed bump? <laughs> he just throws <laughs> it across the road. We're pulling into the station. We're all going to our separate little lives. Uh, as always. Um, don't ever use our show as a way of trying to convince someone to try something they don't want to try. I don't really know how that would work on exhibitionism, but that's a warning I want on every single fucking episode. I've been oh, pressured to do it. that. so sexy when they talk about it. Marty Minicalia. I've been so what? pressured into doing that before, like dating somebody and they're like, oh, don't you want to get naked out here in the forest and do it? And I'm like, no, I really don't. There's like thorns. But or I you're know. sitting on a bus or something and someone just sticks their hand in your pants. Like, <gasps> this is fine at home, but yeah, no, we're on a bus like, right now. No, that's, no, there's, there's <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, but send us shit, especially shit we did wrong or stuff you disagreed with. We would love to retort or converse with folks. Uh, respect, safety, sanity, and consent. Listen to our other episodes. Rate us four stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, at least five. Rate us at least five stars or four stars if you're Roger Ebert. (laughs) Also, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Um, Definitely want to thank our sponsors, Pint Services, uh, for producing some great banners for some of our podcasts. Also, um, uh, Denton County Sticker Company, which has done a lovely job uh, in helping us promote all of our podcasts. Um, And um, also Harvest House. has started to offer us some uh, opportunities to really? work with them. So yeah, that's a thing that's in the works. That's exciting. Fantastic. All right. Lovely uh, show, guys. Love yourself. Keep it in the trench coat. Mm-hmm. Love you yourself, too. but love not yourself. in front of others. Uh, that's a good <laughs> discipline. <laughs>